I'm looking through an old photo album that sits on a bookshelf at my mom's house. It's one of those old spiral-bound types with the tacky-surfaced pages covered in cellophane film that you peel back to affix a photo. Anyone who grew up in the 70s and 80s knows what I'm talking about. And the cover of this particular photo album couldn't look more 1970s if it were wearing a corduroy leisure suit. But I'm more interested in the photos inside. This is a photo album cataloging Christmas mornings at our home in Massachusetts when my siblings and I were growing up. Here's a photo of me excited to open a Stretch Armstrong. And here's one of my sister and her Cookie Monster toy piano. There are various electronic games and action figures and play sets, but that's not what I'm focusing on, at least not this time. I'm looking at some of the things in the background. There, hanging on the mantle, the matching personalized stockings that my mom made out of felt and fabric glue and the edges sewn together at her convertible craft table with the hidden sewing machine mounted inside. Or there on the wall, a plastic bleach bottle cut vertically down the center and covered in felt and fluff and googly eyes until it became the face of Santa Claus. There were handmade burlap advent calendars, gingerbread houses, cross-stitch tree ornaments, homemade piñatas, and on and on. Before there was Pinterest and Instagram and social media influencers, there were magazines like Family Circle and McCall, physical photo albums, and people like my mom who celebrate the season with crafting. Christmas crafting is such a fun and festive activity that it's practically a celebration in itself. In fact, it's almost a holiday. Almost. And that's why I'm here today with this special bonus episode of Christmas Past at the end of June. Well, there are some other reasons too, but I'll get to those a little later. But mainly, it's to celebrate the official halfway point to Christmas and shed some light on that vague and somewhat mysterious observance known as Leon Day. I'm Brian Earle. This is Christmas Past. At some point every year, we start hearing about Christmas creep, that phenomenon where the Christmas season seems to come earlier and earlier as time goes on. Maybe in late summer, some of those inflatable Christmas lawn decorations will appear on the shelves at a big box home store. Or Christmas decorations sit next to Halloween candy at the drugstore. If you happen to be the crafty type, it starts even earlier than that. I do uh, frequent the Hobby Lobby. They've already got their Christmas stuff out. It's nuts, Christmas in the summer. <laughs> That's Holly Killian, and she's a crafter in Scott City, Missouri. And I know a lot of people always complain, oh, they're putting Christmas stuff out in the middle of summer. And I always say, you're not a crafter. <laughs> so why are Christmas crafts on the store shelves in May? Is this some kind of a Christmas in July thing? Nope, it's actually because if you're a Christmas crafter, especially one who has a crafting business, now's the time of year to get started. Yeah, to plan. And also, you know, if you wait too long, there won't be enough of what you need. And there's even a day that for many crafters marks the unofficial start to the Christmas crafting season, June 25th, at exactly the halfway point to Christmas and known to many as Leon Day. Well, Leon is Noel spelt backwards. Maybe you're like me and you find this a little confusing. What is the significance of spelling Noel backward? And how does that relate to it being halfway to Christmas? And why Noel? Is it because that's the only Christmassy word that spells a different word when spelled backwards? And by the way, I just learned that such a word is known as a heteropalindrome. 
And throwing even more confusion into the mix is the fact that Leon Day also happens to be the name of a baseball Hall of Famer. The National Day calendar, which tracks those national whatever days, like National Peach Cobbler Day, which is April 13th in case you're wondering, states that the creator of Leon Day is unknown. Whatever its true origins and whatever logic, such as it is, behind its name, Leon Day isn't exclusively for crafters. Many people observe it as a sort of second cousin to Christmas in July, an excuse to add a little bit of festive fun to the dog days of summer and reconnect with their Christmas spirit. For some people, it's even a mini Christmas celebration, like Mary in Ireland. Big hello and an Irish geoglitch to you, Brian, and all the listeners to Christmas Past Podcast. We are very much looking forward to celebrating six months to Christmas on June 25th and indeed hearing a new Christmas Past episode. For as long as I can remember, myself and my family have celebrated six months to Christmas. It varies from quite simply singing our favourite Christmas carol on the day to a full-blown Christmas party to mark the occasion. My favourite six months to Christmas memory, however, was when my husband Sean surprised me by renting out a private movie theatre to show my favourite Christmas movie of all time, Home Alone. And despite the summer sunshine that June in Ireland, my friends and family were all there donning their favourite Christmas jumpers. They had also decorated the entire movie theatre with festive garlands and baubles and ordered cheese pizzas in keeping with the Home Alone theme. One of my favourite quotes is undoubtedly from the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol. I will honour Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Now, last year around this time, I brought you an episode about Christmas in July. Mostly because, honestly, I missed you and I didn't want to wait until the Christmas season to come back and visit you again. But it was also to make some special announcements. And this year is no different. I definitely do miss you and I definitely do have some things to announce. Last year, I introduced the all-new blog at christmaspast.media, which I update year-round. I've been lucky enough to welcome some special guest contributors in the last year, and I'll continue to bring you fun articles, videos, quizzes, infographics, and, of course, all the show notes from the podcast. Again, that's christmaspast.media. The YouTube channel's still chugging along, and I'm planning some new Christmas trivia games for that. And the Facebook group is growing by the day. Have you joined yet? There are daily discussions and people connecting and sharing all throughout the year. We even just finished planning a summer Christmas cookie exchange. So if you haven't joined, that's the kind of stuff you're missing out on. Go to Facebook and search under groups for Christmas past. I have a couple of new announcements about the show for this year, and they're pretty exciting. But first, let me tell you about some other exciting things. Back in March, the world got a new Christmas podcast, and this one's for all you bookworms out there. Christmas Book Review is Carrie Mercer's monthly podcast where she rates and reviews all kinds of Christmas books. Here's Carrie herself with more. Hi, this is Carrie Mercer from the Christmas Book Review podcast, a show where I review all kinds of books about Christmas. And I'm not waiting until the last two months of the year to read Christmas books. Nope, I'm reading Christmas books all year long. So if you want some Christmas reading material right now, Come listen to Christmas Book Review, where I talk about everything from cross-stitch to cozy murder to children's picture books. That's Christmas Book Review 
Find it through iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and all the usual podcatcher apps. And just last month, Todd Killian launched Christmas Clatter, a monthly discussion about all the things that make Christmas special. Hello, I'm Todd from the new monthly podcast, Christmas Clatter. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the music or movies, the food and friends, the gifts or decorations, or is it the quiet times of reflection that happen at a church? Christmas Clatter is here with monthly episodes to discuss it all. Even a bonus episode after Thanksgiving with tips to ensure your holiday packages are received and delivered on time. A new episode just recently released on your favorite podcast provider. Please join in the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast and on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. And as always, keep Christmas hope alive every day. You can find Christmas Book Review and Christmas Clatter wherever you find podcasts, such as the app you're using right now to listen to this one. And speaking of podcast apps, it's still true that if you leave a rating and review for Christmas Past on Apple Podcasts, I'll send you a sticker and a handwritten Christmas card to say thanks. Okay, back to the announcements. Announcement number one is that later this year, I'll be announcing the release of a Christmas Past mobile app. I wish I could give you an exact date, but I'm not totally in control of these things. We're aiming for sometime in the early fall. It'll be totally free, and I'm hoping it'll be available for both iOS and Android users. And it'll deliver Christmas Past's brand of fun 365 days a year. So keep an eye out on social media for details. Announcement number two. The coming season has more of what you've come to expect from Christmas Past. The stories behind some of your favorite Christmas traditions. But I'm also adding a special series of episodes on top of that, where I share a little-known piece of Christmas history. And trust me, this is a doozy of a story. I created this series with the help of a New York Times best-selling author who wrote a book about this very story, and that's all I'm going to say about that for now. So, all that's left is announcement number three. It's something I've wanted to do since the show debuted in 2016, and now it's finally happening. Christmas Past is putting on a live show and it couldn't be happening in a more spectacular fashion. Last year, I did an episode about Charles Dickens, and you got to hear some on-location sounds from San Francisco's yearly Great Dickens Christmas Fair. Well, this year, Christmas Past will be recording in front of an audience from the Great Dickens Christmas Fair, and I'm teaming up with my fellow Christmas podcaster, Tim Babb, host of Can't Wait for Christmas. We're putting together a super fun variety program. It's still in the works, so I can't share too many details, but there's more to come. And if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, I hope to see you in the audience and get a chance to meet you personally. Believe it or not, there may even yet be another few exciting announcements and collaborations in store for 2019, but it's still just a little too early to share details. So that's all I've got for now. So as I wave goodbye, I'll say don't you cry, I'll be back again someday, but before I go, let me tell you that Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California by yours truly, Brian Earle. Thank you to Holly Killian and Todd Killian, who are married by the way, and also to Mary in Ireland and Carrie Mercer. As always, thank you for listening. Search for Christmas Past on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And this show is proud to be a founding member of the Christmas Podcast Network, a collection of the best Christmas shows around. So head over to christmaspodcastnetwork.com and discover a new festive favorite to add to your playlist. And don't forget, it's never too early to submit a Christmas memory for an episode this season. In fact, the earlier the better. Just record a voice memo into your phone and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. 
That's also a good email address to just drop a line and say hi any time of the year. I respond to every message I get and I really do love hearing from you. And you'll be hearing more from me soon.